Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning. Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. We're so glad that you're here today. If you are a guest with us, we're especially glad that you are here. I'd like to extend a very special welcome to our Garden Web soccer team and appreciate you guys being here with your coaches and staff today. If you are here as a uh, guest, you're not a part of the Garden Web soccer team, uh, we also extend that special welcome to you as well. We do have a section in our bulletin that you can write some information about yourself, your family, and uh, put your email address or information that you would like to give us. Uh, we will not harass you, uh, but we would like to follow up and just say a word of welcome uh, if you would pass that information along. And so, if, again, if you're here today and a guest, we also ask that you take that slip back to our uh, information desk that's in the lobby after the service, and we would like to give you a special gift before you leave today as well. So please be mindful of that. I think the soccer team, we have something for you after the service today in the uh, Family Life Center. But uh, again, welcome to our service this morning. We have a very special service today. We have baptism of two young girls, and you'll be hearing more about them in just a moment. Uh, but we also have a special time in our service of back-to-school blessing this morning. And I'm so glad to see many of the students and teachers here with your backpacks and bags this morning. And so we will have a, uh, an extended time with our children this morning. In your bulletin, if you'll notice, there's a time period where it says, at this time, all of our children are invited to come down with your backpacks. I would also like to ask the parents if you could send, if your child can read, to send them down with a bulletin as well. We will be, Tim Qualabon will be leading us in a responsive reading. And so please come down and sit on the front pew. Normally you would sit in the floor, but come down and sit on the front pew. And uh, we'll have a special time for children's sermon. And then I will be leading a special back to school blessing uh, following the children's sermon, uh, which we will invite all the students, the youth, uh, any college students, and also the teachers to come down at that time. So please just keep your bulletin handy. And uh, you'll see that as it comes up there in the service. I want to provide a couple updates for our church family this morning. I want to remind you or mention to you that Ray Lamb, this week she has been in ICU at uh, Cleveland Memorial. And so we want to continue to remember her in our prayers. She has been moved to a regular room. So remember her in your prayers this week. Also, a very young, um, uh, faithful church uh, participant, Luke Webb, uh, the son of Stephanie and Justin Webb, will be having a procedure this week, and so we invite you uh, to pray for him as well. We have others that are experiencing some tests and just some difficult times health-wise, and many of you know who those individuals are, and I invite you and encourage you to be in prayer for them. Also, let me mention this, that next Saturday, this coming Saturday, there will be a special service here for Wanda. This is the sister of, uh, that passed away the sister of Randy and uh, Lynn Surratt. And so that service will be here in our sanctuary at 2 o'clock to receive friends, and then the service will begin at 3 o'clock this coming Saturday, August the 29th. Also, this coming Wednesday night is a special time in the life of our church. We will be beginning our Wednesday evening studies, and we will be having two options for our adults, prayer meeting being one of those, and then another uh, class that will be meeting in the Kerygma classroom, which on the hall directly behind me here in the office area uh, is right beside my office. And so we'll be meeting in there at 6 o'clock. Maybe you haven't come on Wednesday nights, haven't been involved. Uh, we are offering an, an additional option other than prayer meeting, uh, um, catering a little more so to the 20, 30, 40-somethings age range. And so we would encourage you to be here if you can for that. We'll have activities for our children, and we'll have a cookout uh, behind, directly behind me in our shelter there at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. So we would love to have you to be a part of that. And the last announcement is men's Bible study will be taking place tonight at 7 o'clock at the coffee shop. And so for any men that would like to be a part of that, we'll be looking at C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves, and that will be happening tonight at 7 in the coffee shop. So again, we are so glad that each of you are here today. Let us now prepare our hearts for worship. Please pray with me. Father, we thank you for the blessing of another day as we join together in your name to honor and worship you, we acknowledge that we bring with us many things that have the power to distract us. Some of us are excited about new beginnings. Some of us are anxious about the unknown. Some of us are bursting with energy and ideas we want to share. Some of us have questions that we're afraid to ask out loud. Some of us are carrying burdens on behalf of loved ones. Some are overflowing with joy while others are carrying deep hurts. Father, help us to give all of these things to you. Help us to remember that you are the source of all hope and healing 
and to trust that you are with us in all of our joys and all of our pain. Give calm and comfort to those of us who are anxious or hurting. Channel our joy and excitement into tangible acts of service for your kingdom. In this moment, bring our complete focus to this time of worship together. May all that we think, all that we say, and all that we do be pleasing to you and be a reflection of your love to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The ordinance is that we observe in church. Baptism is an awesome, awesome symbol. What Jesus did on the cross, physically dying, but being raised again in new life, Scriptures tell us that that happens in us. That we confess our sins that Jesus died for and were buried and raised again anew and afresh. How great it is to be in the baptism waters this morning with these two young ladies. And as you see this this morning, I pray that it would be a reminder of your baptism, but also a prayer for those who haven't experienced this newness in Jesus that we know and experience today. But baptism is a great symbol of this inward cleansing that takes place in our lives. So pray for these two young ladies this morning. This is Brianna Burton. Brianna, is Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord? And I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ and raised to walk in newness of life. Baptism is symbolic of that new life that we have in Jesus Christ. We are identifying and publicly professing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and letting all here know who we serve as uh, these girls enter into baptism. And so now I'd like to ask Emily to come and join me. Emily Jones came down several weeks ago and professed her faith in Christ and expressed a desire to be baptized. And so Emily, I ask you in front of all these people, who is your Lord and Savior? Amen. Well, I baptize you, Emily. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. Amen. For our first hymn this morning, you're, you're going to need the insert in your bulletin. You'll notice that there are words to two songs in the insert this morning. And the first one is, How Great Is Our God. Please stand and join with me as we sing.
morning. My name is Bailey Davis, and I'm here today to talk about the backpack ministry and to explain what exactly that is and what we do. Sadly, Madison Latham isn't here to speak with me today. The backpack ministry started with her, and now me and some of the youth are her predecessors. I'm so thankful for this opportunity for the youth to give back to the community. Our backpack ministry packs five grocery bags full of food weekly. Also included in the bags are various school supplies such as pencils, erasers, crayons, and notebook paper, and other items the children may need. The food items packed are things that can be easily heated up or made without needing many cooking supplies such as microwavable macaroni and cheese or Chef Boyardee's. Before the bags were taken to Bowling Springs Elementary School, Madison prayed a special prayer over the bag. We are not allowed to put scripture or anything of that nature inside the backpacks, so we will continue the tradition of praying over the bags every time we complete packing them. We will pray for the nourishment of the children and that they may have safety and hope that will last them through the weekend. Every week on Fridays, the grocery bags are placed in backpacks and put on the front of the school bus. As the students get off the bus, they grab the backpack and take it home with them. The food that is packed is meant to get them through the weekend when they do not have access to school meals. When there is a three-day weekend or a holiday in which the child will not attend school, such as Labor Day weekend, we pack extra food in the bags to last the children longer. This way we know they will have an efficient amount of food and get the nourishment they need. Because of the many kind donations from our church family and the community, we are very blessed to always have plenty of food stocked and ready to pack and send home with five children. I know the Lord is using the backpack ministry to speak to the children who receive the backpacks every week, and I just hope that we are planting the seed in these children's hearts so that God can do amazing things with their lives one day. Thank you, Bowling Springs Baptist, for allowing me to speak on the behalf of the backpack ministry. Have a blessed day. This time, I'm going to invite all the kids um, and teachers um, if you would kind of come and fill in this center aisle right here, the center rows, bring your backpacks with you. Um, as they're coming, I want to remind you that this evening at five o'clock, you will have the opportunity to prayer walk our local schools. So please uh, take the opportunity to do that tonight at 5 p.m. on the campuses of our uh, elementary school and middle schools uh, in the area. So uh, do that. I'm going to open myself up for a shot here. Now, you adults can't answer this question. Um, how many years do you think I've been going to school? Any of you kids have a guess how many years you think I've been going to school? Can you take a guess? Huh? 23. I wish. I really do. How many do you think, Colt? You're exactly right. You are exactly right. He said around 50. Um, and if you start when I was in kindergarten and the time that I spent in school and then the time I went to college and the time I have been in education, which has been 32 years now, it's 49 or 50 years that I've been involved in education at some point in time. Um, do you think education was important to Jesus do you think education was important to Jesus? One of the neat things is we're going to read a little bit of scripture today, but I think Jesus, before he was a teacher, was a great learner, before he was a great teacher. And I, I, I personally believe he's probably the best teacher in the history of times. He used a lot of things we try to get teachers to do now, which is use parables and good examples and, and interacted with his students, which were his disciples and other people following him. But first of all, I want to read um, in Luke um, chapter 2, starting in verse 41. And his parents used to go to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending... The full time of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, and his parents were unaware of it. But supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey, and they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. 
And it came about that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you have been looking for me? Did you not know that I had been in my father's house? And they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. Um, That is a great example of what Jesus' priority was. He wanted to learn about Scripture. He wanted to learn about his father's love. I think that as you go into school this year, one of the things that will be great for you is uh, your many opportunities to learn the many things that your teachers are going to share with you. But it's also going to give you the opportunity to share God's love to your classmates and your teachers to your students. At this time, we're going to share in the responsive reading, and um, uh, there'll be t- parts for students and for all to participate in. So if you have that with you, uh, we will start that now. As we begin this school year, we give thanks that God has given us the ability to learn many things in many ways. The Bible tells us that Jesus learned and studied just as we do. We ask God's blessing on this school year that it may be a time when we appreciate and fully use God's love of learning. We ask God to bless all our various schools and teachers. We ask God to bless principals, counselors, and librarians. We ask God to bless those who prepare lunches, those who drive kids to school, and those who keep our schools safe and clean. We give thanks to God for the gift of learning. May God bless each of you, both teachers, administrators, and students. Good morning. We have one more thing for you guys. There we go. I want to read this while Wesley's passing that out. For all the the children here, and if we have enough, I think some of the students may like this too, meaning youth. Um, It's a keychain, like a picture keychain. And I want to encourage you, you can get your mom or if you can do it, to help put this on the zipper of your backpack. But on one side, it has a scripture verse that says this. Luke 6.31, Jesus said, Do to others as you would have them do to you. That's something pretty good to remember as we relate with our friends at school, isn't it? Do to others as you would have them do to you. And then on the back side is the great man, the great wise one, Dr. Seuss. And he says this. He says, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. That's right. You guys know that. So I want to encourage you to put these on your backpacks. We also have a pencil for you. And for the uh, students and teachers, we have a lot of pens. I hope we have enough. I'm not sure, but you're welcome to grab those as well. As they're passing those out, I want to read something to remind us about the importance of the bags that you have with you this morning. And then I'm going to lead in a prayer. And uh, before I lead in the prayer, I'm going to give the congregation an opportunity to be involved in this time as well. Uh, we don't tip, uh, we're not accustomed to this, but before I pray a prayer of blessing on the backpacks, I'm going to ask the children and teachers and students to stand. And if there are some of you that would like to come and just simply lay a hand on the shoulder of someone down here and to pray for them while I'm praying for them, I'll give you that opportunity to do that. But today we have backpacks and other bags to be carried to and from school. These backpacks will contain work to be done, work to be returned, and books to be studied, tools to complete homework. They may also include notebooks, pencils, pens, computers, tablets. And our younger kids will have things like crayons and rulers and scissors and glue sticks and other items used for school. Work will find their way in and out of these backpacks. Letters and notes from your teacher and friends will also find their way, their way in and out of these backpacks. For the teachers, these bags will contain certain papers to be graded and uh, books and curriculum to be studied, teaching plans, maybe notes to and from parents, and also computers, tablets, and other things. For both students and teachers, some days so much stuff will fill these backpacks 
that you may find it difficult to walk. Does that ever happen to you guys? You got so much stuff in your backpack. These teachers see it, I know, and you're like, you know, you may be this tall, but your backpack's about this big, you know. Um, Other days, there will be light and nearly empty. But on each and every day, these backpacks and teacher bags represent work required. As in every aspect of our life, we bring these before God for a blessing at this time. So what I want you guys to do is stand up, and if you have your bags, you can hold them or you can put them on your back. And I'm going to ask anybody in the church family, at deacons or leaders in the church, or anybody that would be welcome to, to come up and to just lay a hand on the back of maybe one of the students or teachers uh, that are here this morning. Let's pray together. God, we come to you now lifting up these students and teachers. They stand here ready to receive your blessings, and they commit themselves to study and learning in the new school year ahead. We ask your blessing on each of them this morning. Sometimes a new school year seems exciting or scary or maybe both. Sometimes school is great and sometimes it's hard. But we know that whether we are excited or scared that you are with us. We know that whether school is great or hard, again, you are right there with us. We thank you for always being with us and help us to remember to show our thanks for your gift of learning by doing our very best every day. Further, we ask your blessing on these backpacks and teacher bags. They will hold schoolwork of each student, and they will be carried from home to school and back again each day. As these students and teachers carry these backpacks and bags, may they be reminded of the love and the care of this congregation that surrounds them each and every school day. Protect the student and the teacher who carries these backpacks. May he or she be be an example of your love to friends and teachers and coaches and other school workers and volunteers. We pray as well for the administrators in our schools, for those parents who homeschool, May they also be sustained by your blessing. May they be reminded that this congregation embraces their call to teaching and learning and surrounds them with love and care as well. We pray in the name of Jesus, who we seek to follow day by day. Amen. For our next song, you'll also need the insert in your bulletin. We're going to sing, They'll Know We Are Christians. And um, we have a special treat this morning, as you can see. We don't usually have um, guitars in the service, but um, Keith and Roger have bravely agreed to try this today, and um, I think this will be fun. So y'all, please stand. They'll know we are Christians.
pray this morning. I ask that you would think of those who are grieving, um, those who have new additions to their families this week. We've seen both of those in our church family, and we just ask that you would continue to remember families who struggle in other ways as well and how great it is to know that we're not in life alone, but that we can lean on each other and pray for one another. So let's do that this morning. God, we acknowledge your greatness and your presence all around us. We have come here today to say thank you. Thank you for the blessings of this week. Thank you for the blessing of today, the opportunity to be together in this place and worship you. We thank you for the two who were baptized this morning. We pray for Emily and Brianna as they walk with you, that we as a church and that their families will continue to walk with them in this journey with you. God, it is great that you didn't just create us and leave us to be for ourselves, but you walk alongside of us and you even draw us to you. And we're grateful for that. Father, we do pray for those families in our church and in our community who are grieving and who are hurting, who are separated from a loved one because of death. God, it could have been a recent death. It could have been a death that happened some time ago, but grief is still real. So, Father, we pray that your comfort, that your hand would be on them. We think about those in our church family who are fighting sickness and illness. We praise you that we see you at work in their lives. And we just ask that you would continue to provide for them healing doctors and nurses and those in the medical field who can treat them, God, I pray that you would use them and help them to make wise choices and decisions. We thank you for life, and we pray for families who have new additions. God, that they would find strength in the early days of having a young baby. God, that you would be in their presence in a real way. Father, may we experience you in a, in a new and a fresh and a unique way today. And as we walk out of here, Father, may we be able to say that it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 385, In Christ There Is No East or West. Hymn number 385. Please stand and sing.
May we pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for these moments together, for the many acts of love, of sharing, of devotion that we have already experienced. Our hearts are grateful for those, too, who have experienced baptism. Thank you, Lord, for a place where learning is valued and where community support is present. Thank you, Lord, for these opportunities to minister day by day. Thank you, Lord, in the words of the hymn, in Christ there is no north or south, nor east nor west. Help us, O Lord, to be of one spirit. Accept these offerings, these ties, these gifts. May they be used to further your kingdom wherever that might lead. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light that gives light to the world. A city that is built on a hill cannot be hidden. And people don't hide a light under a bowl. They put it on a lampstand so the light shines for all the people in the house. In the same way, you should be a light for other people. Live so that they will see the good things you do and will praise your Father in heaven.
Thank you, choir. And it's my hope that as these children and students and teachers, as we go forth into our schools, uh, whether they be elementary, middle schools or high schools or colleges, that we can be that light and we can let it shine through our words, through our actions, and through our lives. If you have your Bibles with you this morning or you have one in the pew there, I invite you to turn to the epistle of James. You've got Hebrew and Hebrews and then James there near the end of the uh, New Testament. We invite you to turn there with me this morning. We'll be looking at uh, James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. We have been in a series called Roots of Hospitality. And we have been looking at the ways that we welcome people. We've talked about a, a graceful welcome to new faces and what that might look like. We've talked about a graceful welcome to one another in the pew that we see each week. And we've also talked about a humble welcome. What does it mean to, to walk with humility? What does it mean to welcome others uh, with humility? and share in the fact of, of knowing who we are, who God is, and how does that relate uh, to the way we uh, treat other people and the way we uh, welcome other people, maybe from different backgrounds or different uh, standings. But uh, today we're going to look at what does it mean to offer an impartial welcome. You know, we live in a day and age where uh, everyone, you know, we, we, we don't always mean to do it, but it's a natural thing, tendency of many of us to place certain people up here and certain people here, and we kind of have our, our way of doing that. And Scripture uh, has some very bold things to say to us about, about that. But if you'll look with me at James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring, dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes, and say, you sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by my footstool, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? Verse 6, but you have dishonored the poor man, is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. For he who said, do not, commit do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Father, I ask for your blessing on the reading of your word this morning, the reading and the preaching and the hearing of your word today. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross and that the words of my mouth and that the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Last week, many of you know, we had um, a guest here at church that was a lot different than you and I. It was a four-legged guest, and it was in the form of a cat uh, that was located over here in front of our um, fellowship hall. Well, that cat is now a new member of our family. And uh, we've had quite an adventure with that cat this week, and it is still a member of our family. It is no longer in the house, but it is outside. Um, but um, we purchased a gate. We had the idea, you know, uh, it was a dog gate, yes, but we tried to get a good one that the cat, we thought, could not climb over, and we were going to kind of sequester this cat to a certain part of the house. And as you might imagine, that didn't go over too well. Uh, the cat, as you, you know, would figure, found out a way to get over that gate in probably no less than five minutes. So the gate went back. But one of the things that that gate came with was a how-to manual to set it up. As with all new equipment, all new things that you would purchase for your home, uh, there was a how-to manual. And it wasn't that difficult. I mean, it was a dog gate, again. And so, nevertheless, that how-to manual was the instructions for us how to assemble that gate. James is much like a how-to manual for the Christian. Uh, we have Proverbs in the Old Testament that is very similar to James in the New Testament. Proverbs is a book of Old Testament wisdom. And, wisdom, and if we had to pick a book in the New Testament that uh, was similar to wisdom literature and offered us some uh, practical guidelines for living the Christian life, it would be the epistle 
of James. James, again, is the author. He's the half-brother of Jesus. And he ends chapter 1 at verse 27 by saying this, Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and our Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress. And the last half of that verse, the last verse of chapter 1 says, to keep oneself unstained by the world. Some scripture translations may say to keep yourself uh, from being polluted by the world. But my translation says to keep oneself unstained by the world. You know, if we're keeping ourselves unstained by the world, we're going to see other people differently than how many in our world see other people. We will not be guilty of impartiality, uh, or partiality, excuse me, if we are remembering the words of James and keeping ourselves unstained by the world in which we live. Verse 1 of chapter 2 says this. It says, My brethren, do not hold your... First of all, it says brethren, meaning church. Church, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. I want to back up to that word glorious. If you and I had one day or one hour in the presence of Almighty God, we would see each other, our family, our community our world very differently. If we could spend just a moment in the presence, taking in the glory of our Lord, we would begin to see others differently. Uh, Deuteronomy 10, 17, Moses' last book of the Pentateuch, and he says this, he says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. When we think about the glory of God, we think about the glory of God manifested in His Son. If we could again experience this for one day, for one hour, for one minute, it would dramatically change the way you and I see the world in which we live. I don't know about you, but I used to be starstruck. I'm finding out that as I get older, I'm less starstruck. But when I was old, when I was younger, and would be at a ball game, and someone. Uh, you know, when I was at Wake Forest years ago, many of you know the name Chris Paul, who was an outstanding guard at Wake Forest University. And I remember being at a football game and Chris Paul walked right in front of me. And I thought, oh man, you know, you know, Chris Paul, was a, he's a shorter guard in the NBA. All of us know that. But uh, I, was, I was a little starstruck that day. But it wasn't like I was when I was a kid. If I was a kid, I'd have been tapping him on his shoulder, asking him to sign something, you know, and all this. But many of you have people in your life who you look up to. And I, I thought about this this week, and I've asked a couple of you before the service today. I was talking to Klein Hamrick, and I was talking to a few others, and I said, uh, was asking Klein, talking to him about NC State. But if, if it was an NC State coach, or if it was Roy Williams from Carolina, or if it was um, Sweeney, what's his name with Clemson foot? Dado? Babo. I heard, thank you, Joel, I heard that. Um, Babo Sweeney coming in from Clemson football coach. How would we treat these people that we look up to, especially right now the football season's starting, and they come in, they're just wanting to come in to worship. And they come in, and they sit beside you, and they're just wanting to worship. How are we going to treat them? What if somebody else in our community comes in? Maybe a, a, you know, a, a young 20-something or a 40-something that just kind of blends in, and, and we notice that we haven't seen this person before. How are we going to treat them versus how we're going to treat the people who come in that are, are great stars and that, you know, have all this notoriety. Um, how, how, are we going to, how are we going to treat them? Some, some people, everywhere they go, receive special treatment. That's the world in which we live. And some people, everywhere they go, will be rejected in some way. Let me propose to you this morning, this is not okay when they come to church and it's the same way. Let me repeat that. It is not okay when we go to church and it's the same way. May we as Boiling Springs Baptist extend the same welcome to everyone who comes through our doors. Uh, may we welcome those with great accomplishments and those with great resources the same as we welcome those who have no accomplishments and have no resources. I brought a book with me today that is a favorite book in our family. And for the remainder of our time here this morning, I'm going to read to you the majority of this book. It's a book called You Are Special by Max Licato. And it's a book about little wooden people and how these little wooden people 
um, treat each other differently based on their skills and based on their talents. And I feel like it's a great summary. As we talk about an impartial welcome, I think this book has something to say to us this morning. So just sit and listen. Pretend that your uh, school has started. Yes, it's painful to think about for the children here this morning. And so I've catered this more toward the children. So think about yourself sitting there and your teacher's in the rocking chair. You've got a new classroom with new friends and new carpet around. And your teacher is reading you a story this morning. Here we go. The Wemmicks were small wooden people. And all of the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village, and each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses, some had large eyes, some were tall and others were short. Some wore hats and others wore coats, but all were made by the same carver and all lived in the village. All day every day, the Wemmicks did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Wemmick had a box of Golden Star stickers and a box of Gray Dot stickers. Up and down the streets and all over the city, they spent their days sticking stars or dots on each other. The pretty ones, those with smooth skin and fine wood, always got stars. But if the wood was chipped or if they did something silly, others would give them dots. The talented ones got stars too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still others knew big words or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some Wemmicks had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good that others would walk up and give them another star. Still others could do little, and they got dots. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell, and when he fell, the others would gather around and give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly, and the women still would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid that he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and the people would give him another dot. Maybe he thought to himself, he deserves lots of dots. The wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them, and he said, I'm not a good Wemmick, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around other Wemmicks who had lots of dots. He felt better around them. One day he met a Wemmick who was unlike any he had ever met. She had no dots, she had no stars, and her name was Lucia. Punchinello was mesmerized, mesmerized by Lucia. Some of the Wemmicks admired Lucia for having no dots, so they would run up and give her a star, but it would fall off. And others would look down on her for having no stars, so they would give her a dot, but it would not stay either. That's the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want anyone's marks. So he asked the stickerless Wemmick how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day I go see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the workshop with him. Why? Why don't you go and find out for yourself? Go up the hill. He's there. And with that, the Wemmick, who had no stickers, jumped and skipped away. But what, why will he want to see me? Punchinello cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinello went home and he sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around, giving each other stars and dots. He said these words, it's not right. And he decided to go see Eli. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop and his wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on his tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm and Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here, and he turned to leave, but then he heard his name, Punchinello. The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come and let me have a look at you. Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? The little Wemmick asked. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the gray dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. I really tried hard. Oh, you didn't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other Wemmicks think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give stars or dots? They're Wemmicks just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. All that matters is what I think, and I think you're pretty special. Punchinello laughed. Me special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My pain is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, and he put his hands on those small wooden shoulders and spoke very slowly. Because you're mine. That's why you matter to me. Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. 
Every day I've been hoping you would come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know. She told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it will take time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as the Wemmick walked out the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. These little wooden people called Wemmicks played favorites based on talents, based on looks, based on abilities. And when in the end, the only thing that mattered was that Eli, what Eli thought of them. The same is true in our world. When we stand before God in all his glory, it will not matter what talents or what skills or what team we coached or what class we taught or what achievements we had in this world. We will all stand before God in the same boat together. We will stand in the midst of his glory. We will stand as humans who walked this side, who related with one another, who had families, who um, went to work each day, who lived our lives, and we will be in the same boat together when we stand before our, glor before our glorious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the in, in, at the end of time. And the only thing that will matter is what you and I have done in relationship to his invitation to have a relationship with him. Have we responded to that invitation to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ? If you have today, I commend you to grow in your faith, to find a small group or a Sunday school class here at Bowling Springs where you can continue to grow. If you haven't begun that relationship, I would invite you to do that today. We'll have a time in just a moment where you can respond to the invitation of our Lord to begin that relationship with him. What a great time to do that. If you're a young student today or a, whether a college student or a young elementary student, is to begin the year with a relationship with Jesus Christ, letting his love and his light shine through you to your friends and your teachers and others that you're in contact with each day. Our God desires us to live in a way that does not show favoritism. I have to admit, even as your pastor, we all struggle with this. We, as in our world today, we see people based on their jobs or their status in society or their uh, income levels, uh, sometimes in a different light than we see others. But, but James had some bold things, or actually God had some bold things to say to us today through James. And so let us, as we extend welcome to young college students, uh, to, to the middle-aged and to the elderly, to maybe to uh, widows or widowers, whatever their age, let us extend a welcome that is impartial, a welcome that is humble, and a welcome that is filled with grace. So when people come in the doors and relate with the people of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, may they feel the presence of Christ in our midst. If they look hard enough, they'll see people, well, they don't have to look that hard, they'll see imperfect people. They'll see people that are flawed, and they'll see people that sometimes uh, stick the, the dots on others. But I pray that as they get to know us, they will begin to see Christ in our lives, and they will feel his presence as they relate with us. And there'll be something about these services as we come together to worship each week, as we extend that graceful welcome and that humble welcome and that impartial welcome, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm, I may not have liked that song last Sunday or this Sunday, or I may, something didn't, you know, go right in the service, but you know what, when I'm there, I feel the presence of Christ. That's my hope and prayer for this church. If you're here today and you are a guest, this is your first time with us, again, we are so glad that you are here today. And again, we extend to you that very special welcome. It's an exciting time, not only in the life of our church, but as many of you begin this new school year tomorrow, and so I pray blessings on each of you as you begin this time. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your love in our lives, for your presence in this place today. I'm thankful for the two, uh, for Brianna and Emily, that have followed through in obedience uh, to baptism. Lord, I ask that you would bless their lives, that, Father, that you would equip them and help them. Uh, Lord, help us to give them the tools necessary uh, to live the Christian life and to walk with you and to grow in their relationship with you. Father, I pray for each one here today. Lord, I pray if they've never experienced the grace 
that's provided through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, a grace that we've done nothing to earn, nothing to deserve, but a grace that's truly given to us as a gift. Father, I thank you that, Lord, if we confess our sins to you, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm thankful that, Lord, for the youngest one here, the oldest one here, that, Lord, you're with us and you, you are a part of our story. Father, help us to share that, stories, that, that, that story with others as we go about our week this coming week. Father, what a blessing it is to be here today and to worship you. Speak to our hearts now as we stand and sing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and you desire to pray or to uh, share some type of decision with the church, or maybe you desire church membership, we would love to talk with you about that today. But let's stand and sing and allow the Lord to lead. Hymn number 329. you to be seated for just a moment. Uh, I want to ask Emily and Brianna if they'll make their way down um, this morning. We have something we'd like to present to you this morning. And as they come, let me remind you, um, new Wednesday evening activities this week. We're back to our uh, Wednesday night schedule, but it is a new schedule. Uh, five to six is the cookout, and then the kids will begin their choir at 530. They'll need to come at 5 and eat, and then they'll begin choir at 5.30 in their activities. And again, we'll have two adult options. There'll be prayer meeting, and there'll also be a new uh, Bible study for those uh, kind of 20, 30, 40-somethings as well. And so we encourage you to come out as your kids will be uh, enjoying music and missions. We invite you to come and enjoy um, that Bible study. Emily, come around here. Emily, we want to give you this. This says, um, it's, you can turn around and face them. It says, uh, Baptism certificate. This is to certify that Emily Jones was baptized on August 23rd, 2015 at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. And uh, so we want to give you this to remember this day by, and we want you to know that we'll be praying for you and helping you to grow and working with your family to, to help you to grow in your faith, okay? So we thank the Lord for these two today. Let me mention now that we will be having a short business conference. Um, and so if you were here today as a guest, if we could uh, just play something briefly, I guess, on the piano or organ, uh, we want to give you an opportunity to leave. Uh, if our uh, Garden Web students, we do have a lunch for you today, and you're welcome to leave. And if you wanted to, to uh, make your way around to the uh, fellowship hall that's over here, uh, you could do that, I guess, out the back door and just kind of walk around. But we do, unfortunately, have to have a short business conference. And so if you're here today as a guest, uh, you are uh, welcome to leave, or you can stay. So. You have been listening to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. 
located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.